0: Adrian Ross show. Let's jump right in. I'm going to start with an announcement. I don't think you've ever heard me say this before. I don't think I've ever said it before, but I'm saying it now. I don't feel like doing this show today. I really don't. I don't feel like doing this topic today. I don't feel like talking about this today. And we're going to get into what that topic is and why I don't feel like talking about it in a moment. But first, something I do wanna talk about. You're going to hear me talking a lot about a local business called DL Transmissions. So glad to be able to talk to you about DL Transmissions, a business owned by people I know personally. DL Transmissions is home of the Free Transmission Inspection. Their free inspection includes a comprehensive road test with a top technician with state-of-the-art scanning equipment and a detailed consultation with owner Daryl Legrand. If you think your transmission is not working right, call their office at 573-334-8726, 573-334-8726. 8726 or stop by their shop at 783 South Kings Highway in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. DL Transmissions. You got to check them out. And also, you got to remember Luxol, L U X X L E dot com. That's a search engine. If you have not checked it out yet, though I've been talking about it for months, you have to do that at home or on the go. Enjoy unbiased, uncensored Luxel Search with com. And of course, Guardians of Liberty, formerly known as We the People, meets every Tuesday at 5 o'clock PM at Delmonico's in Jackson. Let me tell you, if you missed January 30th, Surviving Martial Law with L. Douglas Hogan, you really missed something. It was an eye-opener. But be sure to come out on February 6th. The topic is Come and Learn. Three topics, three speakers. Survival gardening, how to monitor the Missouri legislators, and who is options for women. And looking ahead to February 13th, Citizens Council for Health Freedom, Twyla Brace, RN and PHN will be at Guardians of Liberty every Tuesday, 5 o'clock p.m. Delmonico's in Jackson. And now let's get into what I really don't want to get into. So here we go. In case you haven't noticed, we seem to have taken a step back. In terms of race relations, we've been going backwards down this path for some time now. And it seems as if it's not getting any better. It seems as if we've really brought this thing to a head. And I am concerned about it. Not so much concerned that there are different opinions. We have that, you know, people don't have to think alike, but as it is February, as it is black history month, I just, I'm just going to say something. Okay. And I'm really seeking to address white conservatives who have a platform. And I'm saying that in particular, because when you have a platform, uh, there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes with that. And there are certain quote unquote leaders, people with a platform who happen to be white conservatives who are stirring up things. And now I understand there's a first amendment, I believe in the first amendment, I believe people have a right to speak, but just because you have a right to do something does not necessarily mean that you should do it all any kind of way. And it does not necessarily mean that it's wise to do so. Now, especially when you position yourself or you present yourself as someone who is after a certain goal and we'll we'll talk about that. But when you're after a certain something and then the actions you take seem to work against that something, I got to wonder what are you thinking? Okay. And so I want you to hear me carefully, listen closely. I know that there are people who are not going to like what I have to say, but I, I feel that it's you know it's worth the risk. I, I, you know what I, I really feel like I don't care. like I don't I don't do things because I want XYZ person to like me. Um, there are people who are listening probably who are gonna who are not gonna like what I have to say, who are gonna disagree and that's fine. I, you don't have to agree with what I have to say um, and, and I like to hear from people who agree and I like to hear from people who disagree. And so if you disagree, you disagree. But here's the thing, white conservatives with a platform. And I'm just gonna name one in particular to start. Charlie Kirk. Now, I'm not a big Charlie Kirk person anyway. I have not been a big Charlie Kirk person. I have listened to Charlie Kirk a few times if I, if it seems like he's got a topic that I might want to hear about, but generally I'm not trying to disparage him, but generally I'm just not interested in listening to Charlie Kirk. He's, he, he just is not my cup of tea. I'll I'll put it like that. Okay. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. He's not generally my cup of tea anyway, but if you follow the news, if you follow conservatives, if you if you're in on the, you know, listening to conversations and and all that, you know that he started something for he started something around Martin Luther King Day, which of course was uh, January fifteenth is Martin Luther King's birthday. And Charlie Kirk decided that he was going to step into dogging Dr Martin Luther King Jr and honestly i'm not here to defend Martin Luther King that's that's not my purpose at all um but i am questioning charlie kirk's motives or maybe the better way of saying it is i'm questioning i'm questioning his methods his motives maybe too because it sounds like maybe he is trying to just get attention he's trying to stir the pot um if if this was something that he was just on fire about all along seems like he wouldn't have just you know made a big stink at, at, on at this particular holiday but he tweeted or x or whatever they're calling it now concerning Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day he tweeted Who was MLK? A myth has been created and it has grown totally out of control. While he was alive, most people disliked him. Yet today, he is the most honored, worshiped, even deified person of the 20th century. Today, we are going to tell the truth and explain how this myth was born. Happy Monday. And I, and that's not lost on me. The Happy Monday was his substitute for Happy Martin Luther King Day. But So he comes out on Martin Luther King Day to say that he's going to go after him, calls it a myth. Now, I think we all know, I think most people know, probably people who are listening know that you know, Dr. King was not perfect, but who, you know, who is, and I've, I've, you know, I've had those thoughts as well. You know, should we, should we, uh, he used the term deify. Um, there's only one God. So, so that's, that's not, that doesn't apply to me at all, but, but, I, you know, you hear about the flaws of Dr. King and that's something that you, you think about, you, you go, you know, should we hold him up in such high regard knowing that he was a flawed person. Well, we're all flawed and, and we cannot, we cannot, I I listened and I read some things this year in particular, people weighing in about Dr. King and, and people acknowledge that he was, he was no saint, but he, he, he still did good and that can't be taken away from him. But that was Kirk's tweet, his happy Monday tweet. And, while most, while he was alive, most people disliked him, but he's most honored he's worshiped, etc. And that he's going to tell the truth. He made this announcement, right? And, and then he also tweeted, I had, I, so, so of course, when you put out a tweet like that, there are people who are going to, they're going to jump on that. Either they're going to be like, yes, you know, it's time we took down that myth. And, you know, Dr. King is, was not a perfect person. And You know, Dr. King was a Marxist or a communist or whatever, you know, whatever it is they come up with, whatever it may or may not be true. Because like I said, I'm not here to defend Dr. King, okay? I'm here to talk about Charlie Kirk and some others and their methods, okay? So of course, when you put a tweet like that and you do it on the holiday, one that means a lot to many people, by the way, which of course he knows, which is of course why he's doing it, right? So you expect to get some people who are going, yeah, go for it, Charlie Kirk. And then, of course, you're going to get the other people who are going to be absolutely outraged. And this is what I mean. Race relations are off the hook already. And then you do this on the actual holiday that people are celebrating. You're going to get people also who are going to push back. So he also tweets, I haven't even done my show yet on MLK Jr. And already it's clear to me that I have found the sacred cow of modern America. Ask yourself, why is exposing the flaws of MLK's life and character, something he said we should judge others by, so controversial? Has America become more colorblind and merit-based the more we have worshiped King? Okay. So why is exposing the flaws of MLK's life and character you know, so controversial? Well, maybe that's a good question, but I would say that he obviously knew it was controversial and decided to jump in anyway and to do it on a holiday that means a lot to a lot of people and Then he said, has America become more colorblind and merit-based the more we have worshiped King? Hmm. He talks about the sacred cow of modern America. Well, like it or not, you know, people do honor and respect Dr. King and the sacrifice he made. Again, not here to defend Dr. King, not here to defend people who hold him in such high regard, but I'm not here to defend Charlie Kirk either as Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire did. So I'm going to go to Matt Walsh and then I'm going to try to mesh this together before I jump over to someone else and how they talk about Black History Month. Matt Walsh tweeted and Charlie Kirk reposted or retweeted or re or whatever. A lot of people are upset about the criticism, criticisms of MLK Jr. today, but these floodgates opened a long time ago. Our historical heroes have been torn down. We've been told to focus on their sins and shortcomings. Columbus has been labeled a genocidal killer. Jefferson was nothing but a slaveholder, etc. Well, if this is the standard, then we have to talk about the fact that MLK was a communist, a plagiarist, an adulterer, an abuser, allegedly a rapist, and more. If you don't want to hear about this, you should have spoken up louder in defense of men like Columbus. But you didn't. And so here we are, one standard for all, like it or not. Matt Walsh is another person I don't really listen to much. I used to listen to him, got, got tired of that quite some time ago. For other reasons, not going to get into that either. Don't care to listen to him. If I see something that stands out to me, I might tune in. But it's been a long time since I felt interested enough in tuning in to Matt Walsh. And I do find his tweet a problem and dangerous and divisive. What he's saying here is that because our historical heroes have been torn down, the statutes and all this stuff that have been torn down. Now, when he says our historical figures, um, is he excluding black people from that? I don't know. But he's basically saying, "You've done it to us, so now we're going to do it to you. Since since you have torn down our statutes statues, since you have um, been been focusing on their sins and shortcomings, since you have come after Columbus and Jefferson, we're going to come after Martin Luther King." This is what he's saying. Again, you don't have to like Dr. King, but the spirit of this from Matt Walsh is a spirit that stirs up the division that you say you don't want there to be. Dear white conservatives with the platform, cut it out. That tweet from Matt Walsh was saying tit for tat. Now, if it's wrong to tear down statues to try to, you know, to try to uh, denigrate Columbus and Jefferson and all that, if that's wrong, then you're saying that you're going to say, well, you know what? We de- talk about deification. We deify these people. And so we're going to go after the people you deify. Speaking of, I guess, Black people. We're going to come after someone that you have great respect for. And this does absolutely nothing but fan the flames and make it makes race relations even worse. I'm not coming after Martin Luther King on principle. I'm coming after Martin Luther King because you're coming after our our heroes, whoever our is. I'm not sure if he was saying Americans or if he was separating himself out. But he basically said, one standard for all like it or not in other words what's good for the goose is good for the gander and this is an issue now charlie kirk again is purposely being uh controversial and has a problem with him being honored he says worship this is the same guy who who you know we might say had a little bit of that going on for for former President Donald Trump. Can 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 Trump do wrong, Charlie Kirk? Do you have him up on the pedestal? Do you are you all in for for Donald Trump come hella high water? And if you watched me long enough or listened, you know I have a lot of respect for for President. Trump, former president Trump, don't agree with everything um, he says and does, but I have to acknowledge he was a great president and I have respect for him, but he's certainly not a God and he's certainly not flawed. Is Charlie Kirk calling those things out? And if some people have mentioned in their comments to his tweet, you know, when he wants to talk about, listen, you know, so why is it controversial to bring out the truth? Well, they're they're wondering since you're so into history, um, Mr. Kirk, they're wondering where you were, where you were calling out uh, past racism and and discrimination and all that. Where were you there? Are you just going after Dr. King because he had flaws and people love him? And so you're gonna just kind of rain on their parade. Listen, I said before. I've already said I've had questions myself because he was flawed, and we kind of don't. It's almost like you 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 can't you can't talk about that and stuff. So I have had questions about that. So why am I bringing this up, Charlie Kirk? First of all, one of the things I say a lot is timing means uh, timing means a lot. Uh, One thing I can't stand. Is when someone passes away, for example, and then everybody jumps on social media and they use that time to dog and bash people. I, I, I find that I, I just it just bugs me. You know, I believe timing, timing is everything. And I and I don't I don't care for that. I don't I don't like that. Again, I believe in the First Amendment. He can say whatever whatever he wants to say. You know, I've been outspoken even say about Juneteenth, not because. You know, not because I think people don't have a right to celebrate Juneteenth. And I've been clear on that. I have other issues with Juneteenth, meaning when you have a group of people who are constantly, those who are, not everyone is, but those who are constantly bashing the country. And then on Juneteenth, it's their day to have a barbecue. It's their day to have a big celebration. Well, what are you celebrating if this is such a bad place? So I've spoken on that as well. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about Charlie Kirk his goal seems to be, when you talk about uh, uh, Turning Point USA, his goal is to inform people to, to about uh, conservative values, conservative principles, conservative leadership, and people in his position seem to want a lot of people, different kinds of people under the GOP tent. That's what they say. This is a wide tent. Everyone is welcome. We talk about, well, we would like to engage uh black voters. We would like black voters to understand how conservatism is the way to go, is the better way than the policies of the Democrat Party, which has not served black people well. You say that. And this is what people say. When they go, the GOP may have a good message, but their messaging stinks. So if you don't like Martin Luther King, that's fine. If you don't want to celebrate Martin Luther King day, that's fine. If you, if you don't want to help the cause of getting the message of conservatism out to more people than white people, if you want black people, Hispanic people, etc., to be open to the message of the, of the, I'm not here to speak for the Republican party, but if you want them to be open to the conservative message, you might think about your messaging, getting on your show, getting on Twitter and bashing Dr. King is not going to help. So if you're interested, if you're not interested in helping that, then how about you just not hurt the cause? How about you try that? And I guess I heard that Matt Walsh had made some comments that there really there really isn't a black culture, which of course is, is ridiculous. Black folks know there is a black culture. No, we're not all the same. We're not all walking lockstep, but there is such a thing as black culture. But you wanna come out and say that there isn't. And here's the thing is I heard someone else say recently, you know, there's no Black culture until they wanna make a Black culture, until certain white conservatives with the platform want to constantly talk about crime in the Black community. And I believe that's a problem and it should be talked about, but you only wanna talk about there being a Black culture if you wanna talk about crime in the Black community either that's not a black community thing and it's just an all-American thing or it's not. So either there is either there is something or there are some things that are demographically you know related or there aren't. So we only want to talk about blackness of any sort if we're talking about crime in the black community or if we want to talk and highlight the fact that there are black people who are looking toward, Um, maybe voting for Trump and then they want to highlight those groups, black voices for Trump and different things like that. So then if we want to talk about how black people, you know, we want to get a black person and get them on camera, we want them to diss, uh, um, president Biden and we want them to lift up Trump. Then we can turn to the black, black culture. But other than that, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't really want to go there and and we wonder why this is what i'm saying this is not so much his opinion of dr king or whatever but we wonder why why people black and white say the republican party or conservatives are are racist and then you get you get charlie kirk deciding for mlk day that he's going to just He's just going to bash the whole, as if that's going to help. And that's my point. If you position yourself or you present yourself as someone who's trying to grow a certain party or trying to be more inclusive and trying to get people to listen. If you come at people by, if this is your talking point, if this is your, your speech, if this is your elevator speech, you're in a lot of trouble because nobody, they're going to shut you off right away. People. People. You know what? I'm a John Maxwell certified speaker, trainer, and coach. If you know anything about John Maxwell, you know he's regarded as the number one leadership expert in the world. And one of the things we offer is Maxwell DISC. And it is, it is a communications tool, okay? And I do DISC, I'm certified in DISC. I do DISC workshops and DISC training and all this stuff, coaching um, based on DISC, all that stuff. And one of the things we learn is how to communicate with people where they are. And if you think Charlie Kirk or Matt Walsh or anybody else that coming at coming at the the um, politics, coming out at the outreach this way is going to bring people in to conservatism, to voting for conservatives, if you think that's going to work, you've got a problem because you have no, you're clueless. Maybe the fact that Charlie Kirk is barely thirty years old, with such a platform and and has so much to say, it might be part of the problem. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta be quiet and you gotta learn and you gotta listen. But instead, and instead of thinking it through, you know what? You double down. So, so I, again, this is February. It's Black History Month, and so with this, this was just the time for me to talk about it in light of the conversation also about Black History Month. Now, again, this is not about agreeing with anything I have to say. It's about the wisdom of absolutely stomping on things that supposedly matter to people you're supposedly trying to reach. And is it worth it? Now I've talked a lot in the past, I've written, I've talked I've, about Black History Month and I've shared my journey. Uh, I, I grew up, I'm not gonna relive it all. I'm not gonna retell it all because that's not why I'm here today. But it's been a journey for me. It's been a little bit of up and down, like growing up in Long Island, in New York City, you know, Black history was a part of, of who we were and what we did You know, in school. You know, we would have to, uh, we would have assemblies and have to, that's how I learned who Langston Hughes was. We would have to learn the poetry and there would be assemblies and you'd get up and you'd recite them. And then that was in elementary school. And then in middle school, we would have, um, we would have to learn names of great accomplishments of, um, by black people. And we would study them and we would have be tested on them. That may not have been the most exciting way to learn about it, but it was a part of what we did. And so, when I became a teacher, um, I, I incorporated Black History Month for a while. Did poetry, did some interesting um, act, uh, bonus activities where I got parents involved, and uh, with that had to do with inventions and and students would could agree they wanted to do this bonus thing where they would have to go. I think it was a week or a week, two weeks without using certain. Um, certain inventions by black people just to get that feel so i I did all that and then i also know what it was to to kind of push back on it like i don't know if if this is what i what i what i want to do for black history month and so there's been a lot of ups and downs and so i know that there's this mindset that black history you know why is it a month why do you have to have black history month and then you hear people say things like like some of these conservative leaders, well, there's no such thing as a, as a white history month. And, you know, it's all this other stuff. Now, I remember that coming up in one of my classrooms one time, and it was a white student who handled it. He's like, well, there's one student said, there's no white history month. And I had a white student who actually said, well, every month is white history month. And what he meant was that we're, we're, we're always learning about, about that, but students wanted to know white and black they wanted to know about about black history and and they weren't they weren't getting it now do i feel that our history should just be pushed off into uh, to one month absolutely not it shouldn't even be needed in fact you know, it was Black History Week when it was first started. I said I wasn't gonna get into all this, but I'm getting to some of this stuff that I've already said in the past. But it was supposed to be Black History Week and it was never supposed to have to continue. It was missing. And so this was a way to get it in there. One of my issues with Black History Month was that it's, a lot of it is constantly focused on just you know Martin Luther King and 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 maybe Malcolm X. Not a whole lot about Malcolm X. And and so there were Rosa Parks, and then there are a whole bunch of people that nobody ever hears here hears about. You know, and that was part of it. And the other part of it was so much of it was about the oppression and about and about um, how, you know, the the foot is on my neck and and the struggle, the struggle, the struggle. And I'm thinking if we're going to we're going to do this, can't we can't we talk about the accomplishments you know, and learn about more people. But do I believe that all that should be shoved into one month? No, I agree with some of these conservatives who are saying that it should be a part of history, period. It should be a part of American history. Black history is American history. But here's my thing. I think you can do both. Do I think, I mean, and I've said this before, and I'm not trying to convince anybody to celebrate Black History Month. As I said, I've had the roller coaster ride on the issue myself, all in. And then sometimes I just felt pulled back. You know, I don't know, is, is it complicated? Maybe it is and it shouldn't be, I don't know. So I'm not here to try to make people celebrate Black History Month. I am saying though, that it's not, it's not like, well, it should just be American history. Why should we separate it out? Well, you know what, you've got children and hopefully you love your children every day. You're celebrating your children every day. You're talking about your children every day, but that doesn't mean that on their birthday, you can't also have a party for them. I mean, you can do both, can't you? But TJ Mo, I said, dear white conservatives with a platform. Now here's TJ Moe on Twitter. What would people do without Twitter? Oh my goodness. On Black History Month, he said, Black History Month should not exist. Black history is American history. The story of Black leaders who have helped forge the American path should be told in the everyday school history books. If there are omissions, we should fix that, not separate their stories. And I agree in part with him what I just said. It is American history, right? Black leaders who have forged the way inventors, all this stuff should be told in everyday school history books. I'm going to ask the question, is it? That's number one. Well, it is in Florida, but then even some conservatives had a problem with Ron DeSantis over a sentence or whatever that they wanted to get riled up about, but it should be a part of American history. But I still say it could be both. I mean, hopefully we are aware that the Holocaust took place, but there's still Holocaust awareness and that's okay. See, you know what, I don't, you know what I don't buy into, I don't buy into people who say, I don't see race. I, I, I don't trust people who say that because if you don't see race, something's wrong. And, and, and the people who say that generally to me are people who probably have a problem with race. I have friends who are white, I'm black, we make jokes. There are things that are funny. There are stereotypes that are funny. There are little comedy skits that I've done uh, versus white, white versus black. If that offends you, then you've got a problem. You know, there. I see. I do see color, you see color. It doesn't mean that you're putting me in a box based on color, but I see your color and I don't have to pretend it doesn't exist. It's okay. So it's okay if you wanna have black history month, I guess, right? But either way, my point, my point is what, my same point with Charlie Kirk and Matt Walsh, and that is this, TJ Mo, here it is, Black History Month, you go to your platform of Twitter, and then you want to step on something that means so much to people, and then the next breath, you wanna talk about how much you think conservatism will serve black the Black community or Black people. That's your messaging is jacked up. And again, there are people who are listening who are not going to like what I have to say, but messaging matters. I mean, if you're, if there's a goal in mind to get the conservative message to to people and to get the conservative message to black people, which seems to be something that people say they want. And then you just trample on the things that matter. Is it worth it? Is it really worth it to point out there, in your opinion that there should be no Black History Month? I mean, you might be right. There might be people who agree with you. I agree. I don't I say have it or don't have it. It should be a part of American history. Yes, but is it is it such a big deal to talk about to step on when you're trying to reach those people? When you're saying we could use those votes, when you're saying it could it could impact in a positive way? America, when Black people come on board, when you say that immigration, for example, is extremely detrimental to the Black community with jobs and all this other stuff, and, and you want them to vote a certain way, you want them to see the light a certain way, but you come at them with tweets like this. Your first sentence, Black History Month should not exist. And you're and your Charlie Kirks, who doubles down on, you know, I'm coming after Martin Luther King on his holiday. And Matt Walsh, who basically says, hey, you come after us, we're coming after you. And I and I get what's going on here. Here's what's going on. People are people are riled up because and I and I and I mean white conservatives with a platform and others are riled up because as Matt Walsh said, there are historical figures who are being, you know, trampled on, torn down. And it's also the whole white people, some are are just tired of being called racist. Every time you turn around, everything you say is racist. I get it. I absolutely get it. Everything they say is racist. Everything they do is racist. Everything they wear is racist. Everything is racist they're fed up because that's the biggest insult you could give a person. And so they're, they're super sensitive. So they don't wanna hear about Black History Month. They don't wanna hear about Martin Luther King. They're ticked off about anything when you start talking about race that way, they just, they're just ticked off. And then DEI hasn't helped. So they're ticked off with DEI they feel like white people are being discriminated against. They feel like anytime some of them, sad to say it's true, many of them feel that if somebody is Black and they got the job, then they were a DEI hire. That's something else, dear white conservatives with the platform. I'm hearing when somebody does something stupid, says something stupid, appears to be incompetent, whatever, what do you hear them say? That's the problem with DEI hires. Bulletin, not every black person who was hired was a DEI hire. Not every woman who was hired was a DEI hire. Now we do have people like who don't who who make it appear that way. We do have people like Biden who says from the beginning, well, I'm gonna have a black VP woman for my, you know, for my running mate. And that's why. Other people have that shadow cast over them. Don't just assume that somebody who was black has a DEI hire, dear white conservatives with the platform. What is that? And I hear, I hear it a lot. Listen, I listen to a lot of stuff. I'm I work in the news. I pay so much attention. I've gotten away from a from constant uh the constant you know downpour of it, because I, I can't. I just can't. But I listen to podcasts I you know. I hear, I hear this stuff. I see this stuff. Oh, that's a DEI hire. Well, that's that's a big leap that you made there. But again, when people bust out with this DEI stuff, when 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 all everybody's a racist and all this stuff, it creates this kind of atmosphere that is a problem. So I get where they're coming from, but I still say, if you're truly trying to Build a movement that is a wide open tent for all people, then you can't come at it like this. I mean, you can because you are, but is it wise? So you've won an argument, maybe, but you've lost a voting block, or you've lost an election, or you've lost or haven't been able to gain where you had an in you know, some people's minds and hearts and maybe they'd be willing to listen. I saw some comment on Twitter to one of these things and someone said, I think it was one of the, I think it might've been Charlie Kirk's comments about Martin Luther King. And there was a comment that said, well, there goes the black, there goes the black people uh, who were considering voting for Trump right out the window. Fair or not. I don't know, but wisdom you're going to run TP USA, you're going to put yourself forth as a voice, you're going to be a person with a platform. There's responsibility involved in that and you've got to weigh it. Do you want to look good? Do you want to be controversial? Do you want to stir the pot or do you want to win elections? Do you want to have an opportunity to be able to speak into people's lives? There's that saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And when you tweet things like this, what do they know? You don't care. That's your agenda, you have an agenda. And then your Matt Walsh, your agenda is simply, looks like to me, revenge. And so you're the one separating people. You've done this to our historical heroes, So we're doing it to yours. Well, we'll find out how much that works for us in November. And then the next, and then the next, and then the next. So I said, I really did not want to have this conversation. Honestly, I I just didn't want to, I didn't want to rehash the stuff about black history month and all that. Um, I, I just didn't want to be, I, I just would rather not. I cannot believe that it's 2024 and we seem to have uh, gone back in time where this race stuff is is um, people getting on social media now that we have social media and blasting stuff just unnecessarily and you got a right to do it, but is it wise to do it and who are you alienating? And uh, It's just, it's just pathetic. It's disgusting, you know? I I don't mind talking about race. I see race. We see race. It's beautiful. God made us that way. I don't want to be judged that way, but I don't mean, I don't, you're not doing me any favors by not recognizing that I'm black. I've said this before. It's not a problem that you see that I'm black. The problem is if that's all you see, when you look at me, that's all you hear when you hear me. So we can, we can have race conversations. In fact, we need to have race conversations and people don't generally want to be honest about about where we are now, but I'm not sure reaching into history on Martin Luther King's day to try to make a point when you're trying to win votes, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. You've got the right to do it, you did it, but is it helping? That's my question. Is it helping? So um, I appreciate you listening. I hope you hear my heart. Always I, I want my heart to be heard. Uh, I know that some people may disagree with me, and and that's okay. I, I don't if you disagree, you disagree. Adrian Rosscom at gmail.com. You can always uh, drop me an email. Uh you can always go um to my substack if you're listening on my substack, adrianross.substack.com. You can leave a comment there. You can if you're watching on YouTube or if you're not watching on YouTube and you want to go over to YouTube to my channel, the Adrian Ross show, then you can leave a comment there. Um, Feel free to disagree. Um, You know, hopefully you're not so mad that you take your toys, go home and not come back. But um, there's wisdom in what I'm saying, because there's a bigger picture than the tweet that you want to put out and your personal vendetta with Martin Luther King and your personal revenge and whatever else you, you got going on. So Anyway, I I don't generally come on here talk about Matt Walsh or Charlie Kirk or T.J. Mo or whatever. I, I some of these people I just I just can't. So, um, but um, but you know, you heard it from me. I said it. I meant it. And I would like to hear what you have to say and what you mean as well. That does it for this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. But before I let you go, let me remind you that you can give me a five star rating and you can write a review. On podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you're able to leave a rating and a review, please do that. Also, make sure you subscribe to my Substack, .substack adrianross.substack.com, and also on YouTube. Subscribe. Let's break through that algorithm. And also, be sure to go to the BMG Network. That is thebmgnetwork.com, and check out the other podcasters there. All right? I'll catch you next time. God bless you abundantly.